You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 22nd. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott, joined by Brad Crawford, National Football Writer for 24-7 Sports. Brad, happy holidays. We're recording this earlier in the week to kind of get everything in the can uh, for for the Christmas week. And I wanted to have you on to talk bowl games. You're our bowl expert at 24-7 Sports. You project them every single weekend. I know this year was a little bit wonky with everything going on and and Bowls getting canceled left and right, but we have a bowl slate. It actually started yesterday on Monday. It started in the Myrtle Beach Bowl in your neck of the woods, kind of North Texas versus Appalachian State. It continues tonight, uh, Nevada versus Tulane in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. You excited for bowl season? It, it feels obviously extremely different this year. Yeah, and it's kind of a rushed slate to be honest. I think we have 29 bowl games, including yesterday's game with Myrtle Beach Bowl having its inaugural event and. We had around 12 or 11 canceled and, and 21 teams pull out. So while I'm pretty excited about bowl season, more college football is always fun. It's definitely a subdued slate, but at least we got here, right? Yeah, and I saw you uh, you tweeted that you were, uh, you're you're going to miss the Hawaii Bowl. That's a, that's a family tradition, man. We, we, we kind of have our big celebration on the 24th and, you know, at 9.30 when everybody's about to fall asleep, the second half starting. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to miss the Hawaii Bowl on, on the eve. Yeah, uh, it's a wonderful life ends and you you watch some West Coast football. So I want to start with everyone's really upset, Brad, on Twitter about the group of five only having one team in the right. New Year's six bowl matchups. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Army and then I want to talk about the New Year's six bowl games and, and some of the best non-New Year's six bowl games um, as sure. well. But can you explain to me, like, I didn't expect... With, with Cincinnati winning uh, against Tulsa, I did not expect Coastal Carolina to make a New Year's Six Bowl game. I think it's you know it's kind of a, a shame that they don't, but I, I certainly was not expecting that. I know Indiana is upset as well, but it, it didn't catch me by surprise. Yeah, there, there's only one guaranteed group of five bid tray um, in the New Year's Six, and that goes to the highest-ranked group of five team. Obviously, that was the AAC champion, Cincinnati finishing the season 9-0 and unbeaten. And they were always, you know, these last four weeks, they were the higher-ranked group of five team per the selection committee. And the, the New Year's Six Bowls are slotted based on the selection committee's final rankings. Coastal was just too far down. You know, it it didn't need for, for Oregon to win the Pac-12. That, that took an automatic bid away. Pac-12 champion going to the Fiesta. And then, you know, we heard Coastal quarterback Grayson McCall say on College Game Day over the weekend that, they were all rooting for Tulsa. And what that showed me was they needed a, a you know, Tulsa upset to uh, get in that top 10 and, and make that bowl game. So while, while a lot of Coastal fans, you know, they, they have reason to gripe. I know at, at 11-0, you would think the team makes a Peach Bowl or, or something like that. But, you know, it, it's all based on the 13-member uh, panel of that committee. And, you know, they just weren't as high on Coastal Carolina as many national media members were. Brad, 
Georgia and Iowa State in addition to Oregon and Oklahoma, I should say. And then, of course, Florida. I'm, I'm kind of digging into the, the non-playoff teams. You could say those were questionable. I mean, in, in, my, in my case, OU and Florida would not be questionable. But if, if you want to say uh, Georgia over Coastal or Iowa State over Coastal or Iowa State at three losses or you know Iowa State over one loss, Indiana, I think those are the gripes too. So it's not just Coastal who's upset right now it's 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 also indiana as far as the hoosiers go six and one that one close loss at ohio state one touchdown game did they have a legitimate case to be in a new year's six bowl game ahead instead of like an iowa state a three loss iowa state or a, a two loss georgia you have to remember trey if the big 10 wouldn't have changed its conference championship ruling for minimum games played I mean, the Hoosiers were going to be the division rep- representative playing Northwestern, which they could have outright won the Big Ten and, and solidified a New Year's Six bid. You know, if, if I'm Tom Allen, Hoosiers coach, you know, I'm, I'm pretty upset. But I also think that Indiana took one for the team, so to speak. Ohio State was, was always going to be the Big Ten's best shot at a playoff berth and, and getting that extra money for the league. And obviously that's what happened. But, you know, you – you look at Iowa State, that's the team that sort of pushed Indiana and Coastal um, out of this thing. The The committee had the Cyclones ranked sixth heading into that final ranking. And what that proved to me was even with a close loss to Oklahoma, the Cyclones were not going to fall that far back, and that's what happened. So you, you have an Oregon-Iowa State Fiesta Bowl matchup, which is a matchup that I don't think any of us bowl prognosticators thought would happen, you know, say, say two weeks ago. Absolutely not. As far as the Army goes, Brad, they're currently, uh, as the time of a uh, time of uh, we record, they're nine and two, and they're not going to be getting a bowl bid. They were guaranteed a bowl bid to the Independence Bowl, but that's not going right. to be played. It's possible that someone bows out because of COVID-related purposes. But hey, we live in a world right now in which Tennessee, with three wins, and South Carolina with two, are playing in bowl games. Army isn't. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, there, there's nine teams, Trey, with, with losing records that are playing in the postseason. And you have Army, just won the Army-Navy game and finished 9-2, and two, and they're not playing another game right now. You know, much of this falls on the Pac-12's litany of opt-outs. You know, the, several bowl games were, were canceled because of this. Um, really, Oregon and Colorado are the only two Pac-12 teams that will play another game. Ducks playing in that fiesta against Iowa State and the Buffalo playing i think texas and Alamo bowl so yeah i mean it's a it's a team that certainly deserves a bowl bid army in that regard but you know mike bobo gamecocks coach said on on sunday night you know we don't get to choose so that that's a that's a league office decision from the sec there so i think if army is able to get a bowl game it's not going to be replacing an sec team i see what you're saying um is the temperature for a south carolina or a tennessee and and i'm glad you uh, made the point that Mike Bobo uh, will be coaching and not Shane Beamer. Do you think those schools want to play? Like this isn't the normal bowl season. You're not going to get those 15 developmental practices, which are probably more important than actually playing the bowl game. You might get yeah. then you're on uh, around four extra. Um, obviously the TV money is important. If I'm a fan of a school, I want to watch them play in a bowl game. But if you're Jeremy Pruitt, you might, you might be ready to end the season. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do do you really want to have Christmas break interrupted with your family to play a game that, you know, no offense doesn't mean anything to either school? You know, the, the, the Gamecocks trade are, are going to have 50 to, to 52 scholarship players 
uh, suit up for this game the day after Christmas, you know, against uh, UAB and, and Tampa. So it's a meaningless game. Um, obviously, South Carolina fans want to want to see them play at at two and eight. But like you said, usually bowl season is a good time for, for freshmen to get playing time. You get, you know, eight to ten more practices. But with that shortened schedule and everything so squeezed in, as as Nick Saban said over the weekend, um, it, it's just kind of a weird time right now for these, like I said, nine losing teams to be playing in the postseason. The College Football Daily will be right back. All right, Brad. So the New Year's Six bowl games, we're going to skip the the semis. I've I've covered that yesterday with Chris Hummer. But in the Cotton, we've got OU versus Florida. In the Peach, we've got Cincinnati versus Georgia. In the Orange, A and M versus North Carolina. And then in the Fiesta, well, in the Fiesta, we have Iowa State and Oregon. So you have like a, a freaky photographic bowl um, memory here. Um, you could rattle those off. We hit all of our scroll. six New Year's uh, projections. Did you really? Yeah, man. Six for six oh again this year. That's impressive. So knowing that and, you know, you have all that experience uh, projecting those and then, you know, dreaming up these matchups. You want to give me like your, like off the top of your head, your. I can your, rank your, these your, four. Yeah, rank them. Rank them. Yeah. I think the funnest game of these four New Year's Six games that aren't involving top four teams, Trey. A Cotton Bowl is going to be one that I watch uh, religiously. Oklahoma versus Florida. Over-under is probably like 80 in that game. Two really good quarterbacks, Spencer Rattler and Kyle Trask. Probably going to have some opt-outs. You know, we've already seen All-American tight end for the Gators. Kyle Pitts say he's has played his last game against Bama. Big, a big night on, on Saturday night in Atlanta. He's, he's going to the draft, but that's two very good offenses. Two smart head coaches when it when it comes to to scheme and and tempo that'll be a fun game so that that's probably my my top non playoff game during bowl season I'm with you there. and it's a fun rematch of the 08 BCS title game oh there you go yeah, yeah. Sam Bradford and Tebow yeah that was fun yeah. so so Peach Bowl Cincinnati Georgia so this is this is one that, that I look at you know will the dogs be motivated you know we always have that narrative when it's Group of Five versus SEC and how many of Georgia's regulars will be playing. I mean, that's a, that's a senior veteran-laden defense. A lot of those guys going to the league. I'm not sure how that two deep is going to look for Kirby Smart. But, you know, Bearcats coach Luke Fickle said Sunday afternoon on the record that until his team plays a top-five team during the regular season, he essentially understands they're not going to make the playoffs. So th- this is Cincinnati Super Bowl. I think it shapes up a lot like the UCF-Auburn game in mm-hmm. Atlanta, same, same scenario a few years ago. So that'll, that'll be a fun one too. Let me jump in there. So I think the funny thing to track, you mentioned Georgia's motivation. It feels like yep. ever ever since Georgia lost in, in the national title game to Alabama, well, they've of course been in the New Year's Six ever since, but it's always been in games that like the year they blew the SEC title game to Alabama in the second half, they had to play Texas in, in the Sugar Bowl. So like they clearly didn't want to be there. And, and you know, the, the fans alluded to as much after Texas won. Last year, I was sure that Baylor was going to beat Georgia. I was like, Georgia does not want to be in the Sugar Bowl for the second year in a row. And then Zamir White happened. Yeah, I know. I was like, they do not want to play another Big 12 team, especially like Baylor. Like, no offense to Baylor, but it's just not a brand name team. This year, I think they're going to have to be motivated because they know that if they don't beat Cincinnati, there's going to be a lot of heat coming at them. If they win and if JT Daniels goes off, Brad, for like, you know, 300 or something like He's that. He's an early Heisman front yes, runner, absolutely. right? absolutely. Kirby Smart can shape the entire narrative of his offseason with one good game right now. That's a great point, yeah. Orange Bowl, A&M, UNC, man, another really good game. So, so A&M gets to play the role of we didn't make the playoffs, so we're pissed off and, and we're going to play hard. Well, 
it's a very good UNC team coming into uh, Miami. A very, very good offense for Sam Howell. It's it's sort of a pro style offense. A and M versus you know air it out spread. Phil Longo at UNC. So that's another uh, very underrated game, and it pits two top fifteen teams. Yeah, Mac Brown against Texas A and M is old foe, and then Jimbo Fisher versus a former ACC team. Brad, you live in North Carolina. I would imagine Tar Heels fans are thrilled, and this is way ahead of schedule for them. Oh, for sure. And they're they're still talking about football, and it's late December. That's <laughs> the first time in years, man, that, that that's happened here. So, I mean, really, it's it's been a good year for football in the state. UNC was good. NC State going for their ninth yeah. win in the bowl game. So, yeah, pretty so you, pretty good year for Tar Heels. Yeah. State. No, it's 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 fun watching them. So so you don't love you don't love the Iowa State Oregon game, um, or is that just do they just happen to be fourth? That's my that's my fourth pick of the of the uh, New Year's Eve the New Year's Six games. I I'm just I don't know. Oregon is not near as good as we thought they'd be. You know, lost two straight, was able to back into that Pac-12 title game because Washington was out with COVID. So, I mean, credit to Mario Cristobal though, man, back to back Pac-12 titles. Um, back against the wall and and got it done against USC and and then Iowa State sort of the Cinderella type story this year you know lost by several touchdowns to Louisiana in the opener ran off a lot of wins in a row and and finished runner up in the Big 12 so that'll that'll be the least watched New Year's Six game but it's it's not a bad matchup no not at all so I'm looking through these other games and it's just it it's it's overload when you have all of the teams and all of the games Sure. Right in front of you. And I think given all the opt-outs or sorry, all the cancellations and, and well, yeah, the, the team opt-outs, I just don't see, I don't, every year there's a few games outside of the New Year's Six where you're like, this is still going to be really good. There's going to be a 61-58 game on like December, you know, 23rd, nobody talks about, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to happen. Like, I, I think the ones early with the teams that no one knows are going to be better than. Like I, there, yeah. there's no Alabama versus Michigan this year, right? It's right, like right. I'm I'm looking at Texas versus Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. Texas was there last year. I'm looking at Wisconsin versus Wake Forest in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, from formerly the Belk Bowl. Like that's that's me pretty low scoring. Um, How about Coastal Carolina and Liberty? Yes, I mean, that, that that's great. That's, that's 11 and 0 Coastal. That's the number 12 team in the country against a 10 and 1 Liberty team that you know coached by Hugh Freeze. Like you said earlier, Trey, there, there's a ton of fans in Conway, South Carolina, who think that, you know, Coastal's been disrespected this year, hadn't got enough love, didn't didn't make the New Year's Six. Well, here's their chance to, you know, blow out a very good Liberty team and two really good quarterbacks in this game, Grayson McCall and Malik Willis. Yeah, the day after Christmas too, Brad, uh, in, in the Cure Bowl. And I like that one. I'm, I'm glad that they're going to get to play that game. The Cheez It Bowl? Do we do we like Oklahoma State versus Miami? That's a that's a ranked matchup after Christmas. Obviously, it's in my second hometown of Orlando. That's right. Um, I think it'll be interesting too, Trey, to see if the Canes can recover from that you know awful loss to North Carolina that really cost them a New Year's Six bid. I mean, Miami was going to play a home game essentially in the Orange Bowl, you know, against A and M, and then got blown out sixty two twenty six. I think it was. Mm. And now UNC took that spot. So, uh, big game for Manny Diaz and and De'Aaron King, who may return next year. What is your favorite? You can't say the Orlando one. What is okay. your favorite? And we already covered the Christmas Eve one in Hawaii. <laughs> you you're like, all right, I just want to watch a game in this stadium. Like I, I just I just like the feel of it. Maybe you have a a, a conference affiliation that is. I like the Gator Bowl. It. The Gator Bowl. 
Yeah, you know, a few years ago, that was played on New Year's Eve. I think the Gator Bowl should always be New Year's Eve. But this year's matchup is NC State-Kentucky, you know, at Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. If if you've been to Jacksonville, Trey, you can, like, be yeah. on I-95 and, and see a huge monstrosity of a stadium, overlooks the water. They, they have several swimming pools inside the stadium. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's uh, so that's January 2nd. I didn't even see it on my list. NC State so versus it, Kentucky. Yeah, and 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 State's eight and three. I mean, nobody projected the Wolfpack to win nine games this season, and and they can beat a average to bad Kentucky team and and get there. You know, NC State lost his starting quarterback early in the season, and what has Dave Doran done? He's you know put up crazy numbers with the backup, and, and they they might finish nine and three. So, like I said earlier, I mean if. If you're a fan of the Wolfpack and Raleigh, that's a that's a pretty good bowl game. All right, Brad. I found I've actually now that I'm really deep into this list, I found my favorite non-New Six bowl. Let's let's see if you agree. I'm staying in Florida. The Outback. Outback. Bowl. Outback. Yeah. I knew it. I knew Indiana it. versus that. Ole Miss. Tom Allen yeah. and those guys are pissed off. I know they don't have Michael Penix. I know Ole Miss has opt outs at Elijah Moore and um, yeah. tied in, but. Come on. How about the Rebels catching seven points in that game, though? With with that kind of offense, I, I I'd probably lean Ole Miss in the points in that game, especially if Matt Corral plays. That is, I would hope he does. I, I hope that Matt Corral comes back to school in twenty twenty one and tries to work himself into, you know, frankly, that what's not a great twenty twenty two draft class in the NFL. But that's going to be that's going to be a fun game. Like that Lane Kiffin's going to have them ready to go. He's going to have a fun virtual bowl week and there's some trick I, plays. Yeah. It, this should be competitive. We we might actually see John Rice Plumley play a little bit. Yeah, and it's on it's on the second. It's at the same uh, same time as as uh, Kentucky NC State, but it'll, it'll bleed into the Fiesta Bowl and the Orange Bowl that night. So January second, circle that uh, the day after the playoff semifinals. But and that's the same venue as this year's Super Bowl too. So. Wow. Interesting. All right, Brad Crawford, you do a great job with your bull predictions for 24-7 sports. I know that you're glad to take a few months off from doing it. Um, the good news is like a, a normal off season awaits us. I know we always <laughs> talk about that. Like, yeah, we're good. Like we made it. We made it to bowl season. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. For Brad Crawford, for our producer, Lance Glenn, I'm Trey Scott. You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you on Monday, like next Monday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.